Penny quit playing. <laughs>、Oh, you it is. It's your boy Cozy Rich. It's your girl Imani. And today we got a very special guest with us. You feel me? We got Mike Soares. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, bro. Happy to be on today. Facts, facts. How's everybody else doing, Imani? How you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. Per usual. <laughs> per usual, you feel me? Darnell, how you doing? I'm all right. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing all right. I wanted to switch it up for you today because、ah, you came at me last week. So facts,、yeah. and it just sounds so off. You、yeah. feel me? It just okay. F- it don't sound like the usual.、No. You feel me? Living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm gonna stick to what I usually say. It's just not me. But I am living my best life per usual. Not me. Facts, facts. So we're back again another week to give you some fire content. Wait, wait, wait. How are you? How are、oh, you doing? Wow.、Now? See, two weeks, see two, two, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. They never asked me. Two weeks in a row. Offensive. I'm doing good.、Uh, feels great to be here.、Um, honestly, it feels good getting back to our week to week episodes because even though the bi weekly episodes gave me more time to you know handle shit in my adult life. Obviously, we needed to come back week to week just for the listeners, because y'all have been asking for it.、Um, you've been really engaged with the content that we have been putting out week after week, and we appreciate all y'all for that. We appreciate Jake Marino, who in the studio with us, always there week after week helping us out. So we're just gonna continue giving you the best content that we can, and you know, hopefully one day when you look back at the history of Massachusetts, you'll just see our three faces over there, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But um. Mike, you are new to our listeners, so please just give them a little insight on yourself, a little background story, what you do, and all that. You feel me? Of course.、Uh, so I'm a personal trainer out here in Boston. I've been a trainer since I graduated from Bridgewater. That's how you know y'all. And、uh, I also own a company called New Human. Facts.、Um, it's been. I'm super grateful for how it's been exploding these past few months, and I'm excited to keep it going. Word, word. Tell us about New Human.、Uh, so New Human, so he got the so, cup. The, hey, got the cup. <laughs> We sponsored this. I told him I was going to charge him for doing that shit, <laughs>、um, <laughs> but I let it rock. Yeah, tell us about New so Human. So I've been. So to backtrack, I started working three days after I graduated from Bridgewater State. Flex.、Um, <laughs> at Equinox. <laughs> and I know niggas to this day. Still, <laughs> <laughs> still looking. And、um, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I started working there. Cool. That was 2017. Fast forward January 2019. I had about 40 clients in person, which is a lot for a trainer. Word. And I still、mm-hmm. felt like I could help more.、Uh, I could help more people. So I started training people online, and that's why I started New Human. And that was good. And then I ended up having like 70 clients at once, between in person and online. To so, yourself. To myself. Okay. Wow. And. I mean, I was hustling. Like, I had big goals. Like, I was trying to buy my mom's house.、Um, so I was super motivated, but I knew that I couldn't keep that ba- like that life work life balance.、Um, so one of the guys I trained, he start he helped me build an app. So I started in February. We launched the app. So it gave us like a month, two months. We were doing virtual tra-、uh, virtual training before COVID happened.、Mm-hmm. So like we were kind of a little ahead of the game, and now we got a little over four hundred、uh, people on the app.、Um, And I want it to be a little different from everybody else. We donate a percentage of what we make every single month to a different children's health foundation, or like a social cause.、Um, on my drive over here, actually, I was on the phone with one of my boys, one of the trainers. I have eight trainers on the team,、uh, and we're trying to figure out a way to get money out to the SAR situation. We're trying to find like a a very、uh, what's the word trustworthy link, like figure out what the money is going to be used for and stuff like that, because we like to. Not just donate our money, just to say we donate. Like we like to research shit and stuff like that. So,、mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it's been booming. It's been pretty good. Shout out to everybody that's been uh, helping with the pro- the the process. So, how did you even get into fitness? How did this even start? Like you said, um, you said you went to Bridgewater State. I met you at yeah, Bridgewater yeah. State basketball, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, how did you even know this is what you wanted to do? So, in high school, I tore my meniscus, and my I, I was trying to play like college sports. Like that was like my main reason to go to college. I was like, oh, I want to go play ball. I was a better volleyball player. Got a few offers, hey, a few different places, out. and um, flex. I <laughs> tore my meniscus, and my athletic trainer, like he kind of gave me that hope. Like he, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought I was done, done, and he was like, nah, like we'll work for it. And like after getting back on the court, and like getting that motivation, I was like, I want to be that motivation for other people, or, like that hope for other people. Um, and also in my family, I've had like a lot of health related issues, like high blood pressure and it's not their fault. They're not uneducated. They just don't know how to like mm-hmm. manage it, manage it. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of wanted to be like that help for my fam. So then I started that. And then when I went to Bridgewater, I studied exercise science. So I was lucky enough to train different. Like I wanted to be a, a phys ed teacher, mm-hmm. but then I was like, uh, like little kids are great, but they don't understand like the big picture as much as like an adult. Then I, I interned at a few places where I trained some NFL guys, but like, I love training pro athletes, but some of them are there because it's their job. Mm-hmm. So like being able to train general public, like literally yesterday, one of my, one of the guys I trained, he's like six years old. He was like, yo, I can finally keep up with my kid for like more than 10 minutes. But like I can bend over and pick him up without back pain. Mm-hmm. Like some of getting those results, are like much more rewarding, rewarding than yeah. like some just, person. I was like, oh, I lost five pounds. You know what I'm saying? So. Trying to help people become the best version of themselves so then they can go and help the world is basically my goal. Okay. I like that. So, so which, um, give us a story that you feel like has hit you the most from one of your clients that in terms of progress. Um, TJ, my boy TJ. Uh, he's lost 200 pounds. Oh, shit. All through online training. Wow. Oh, healthy, okay. healthy loss. Um, he trained with me as soon as New Human started. So we start start January 2019, and then within an 18-month process, he lost. He never lost more than three pounds in a week, but he just did the right shit every single week. Mm-hmm. Did the work on, on the on a health consistency is key. <clears throat> on a healthy level, he never binge diet. Like he never like didn't eat. Like he ate real food, and he didn't like track his calories. But he like tracked what he was eating. It's math. Mm-hmm. It's all math, and like he didn't allow it to become like an obsession. Like he was like, I'm doing this for the big picture. Like, if I go a week where I don't lose weight, cool. Next week will be better. Um, so no matter what was going on, personal shit, real life shit, work shit, like, he was able to still get it. So shout out TJ. it's my guy. And now I met him. I trained him from January to November, my birthday, last year. Mm-hmm. I had never met him. So at my birthday party, I was drunk as hell. I met him. I cried for, like, 20 Aww. minutes. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. So he's a good shit. He's good shit. Word. So with starting New Human and everything, so since it's a virtual um, – online gym sessions mm-hmm. and activities and things like that it sounds like you probably benefited the hell out of quarantine yeah because quarantine everybody's inside a lot of people didn't have access to the gym mm-hmm. so talk about how you were able to um you know keep people motivated during a quarantine because i can yeah. tell you myself when the quarantine first happened mm-hmm. you feel me and i was stuck in the house first two months maybe first two three months was dedicated to video games. I won't yeah, lie, yeah, you yeah. feel me? Mm-hmm. And me, when it comes to physical activity, I remember I worked out a lot in the past, kind of fell off within the last couple of years. And I kind of just said, you know what, works my physical activity because I'm, you know, I'm walking and mm-hmm. I'm doing so much shit over 40 hours in the week. But 
quarantine, I know, was a very heavy hitter for a lot of people. So how are you able to use the quarantine to kind of to your advantage and help everybody else get off their ass? Because you weren't getting me. He tried. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, let me know when you set up. I was like, yo, I got you. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah some that help so all the trainers that have been part of the team um taylor danny manny ali aaron d shouting everybody out sam uh they're great personalities and we ran virtual <coughs> like literally zoom workouts and like initially i was like yo this virtual stuff's a little weird mm -hmm. but people were craving like social interaction and like the safest way to do it at that time was virtually and now it's the main um, thing and now it's something that's growing and we did that before corona so like we had like a month or two like step ahead of everybody else um and people were just craving that break like everybody was stuck at home working and like to be able, like i had multiple families joining in on workouts like i would train moms and be like oh i got my two kids to join in i got my husband to join in um and it just became like a social slash mental benefit like i could argue like a lot of people like we're getting results from it but like the bigger result was like the mental clarity and the mental benefits of exercising and taking the break from just sitting at a home like in your room working all day because no one had a balance because they're just like oh fuck it i'm home i'm gonna just work so uh it's been amazing and like we, we've still been running it a little less now that people have been training outside but we've been running boot camps and stuff like that but once the winter turns back up people will be inside we'll be uh, running a lot more virtual workouts Word. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, <clears throat> you said you started off at Equinox, essentially, with like 50, people, 50 clients, and then you moved your way up to 70, and then you started New Human, correct? Yeah. So how did you even, first year out of college, how did you even gain that clientele? How were you able to network yourself to even have 70 clients in, in what, less than five years out of school? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are probably listening to this like, damn, how do you yeah. do I wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. Bro, and like... It's not all like shine. Like, I'm gonna just throw numbers out there. My first, I was a slow bloomer too. So I started working there. I made 8K my first from June to December. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't say this to gloat, whatever, but like now as a trainer, like comfortably make six figures, like, and there's a big fucking hustle difference. Like, people can, the only reason why I talk about money is because like people don't like think that personal trainers are like isn't a successful job, but it like. Is. It's, or any job, like if mm -hmm. you're gonna put in the work, you're gonna fucking get that, that reward, you know what I'm saying? So my first like two months, I didn't have a client and then I finally got these two people and after that, it just like, it clicked, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but I was kind of talking to you about this before the show, mm -hmm. like to, personal training is also like a, a sales job because you gotta yeah, have people yourself. like to like trust you, but like, I don't think of it as a sales job. I tell people like the honest truth, mm -hmm. like I'm here to help you, like I don't care about the money, like that, that part, whatever comes along with the job, but like, my genuine interest is to help the person become a healthier individual. Mm -hmm. And a lot of trainers mess up by like trying to like elongate the process. Like for example, say you want to get better. Some trainers, it's fucked up, but like some trainers will like slowly progress you. But like my goal is to make you progress as fast as possible okay. so you can work out by yourself in a healthy manner. Um, and like that genuine interest has been much more successful for me or for many trainers versus, like, people that try to, like, slow shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and I, and I assume, you know, you have one happy person, they start telling their friends Yeah, exactly. About, and okay. it's, a, it's a role effect, you know what I'm saying? But um, another thing is, like, continuing ed. Like, I spend a lot of money and a lot of time on, like, continuous education. Because, so, like, we all had that old teacher that, like, mm -hmm. taught the same way for, like, 30 years. He's outdated. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference mm -hmm. between, like, some people that continue to, to perfect their craft because mm -hmm. it's always going. Like, I know a lot. 
but I don't know everything. So like okay. when I talk to like tra- people that have been training for like two months, there's something they know that I don't. So okay. always being open-minded too has helped. Okay, respect that. So break down, say I'm a client, break mm. down how I would essentially, you know, want to start my process with you at New Human. Yeah, so I mean, it depends. Some people, we take on in-person clients, some online, but like it's all dependent on the person's goals. So like the general concept of training is the same kind of, but like everybody should have their own like one-on-one like type program. So depending on your goals, we have to talk about nutrition, performance, all that stuff. But a lot of people are afraid to start with a trainer. They're like, oh, I got to get fit to start training. But that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like the trainer's there to get help you get fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like online questionnaires. I usually hop on the phone with people, stuff like that. But it's more understanding what the person wants. And then from there, creating a program, mm-hmm. a customized program for the individual. Okay. Beautiful, yep. beautiful. So how would you say that new human has affected the mental health of your clients? Yo, so big time. I, I, I try to I try to argue that, me, like like I was saying earlier, like people benefit more mentally than physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that taking away that people don't get physical, <coughs> physical results, but like I'd say like 90% of personal training is psychological. Yeah. Like, I can or see that. like the client relationship. And like people don't buy training, they buy the trainer. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you are willing to invest in the person and understand why they want to do things, then like you got them hooked. You know what I'm saying? Um, but mentally, like just exercise in general is mentally, is physically and mentally beneficial. And like, just to have people be outdoors, like obviously with COVID, you got to be smart, but I keep preaching to people. Like if you're by yourself in the middle of the woods, like take your mask, I'm pro mask, but like take your mask off when you're like in, in like the woods, the outdoors. Mask is <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. I understand the concept of mask yeah. and how like it protects people. But like, I see some people like doing like these crazy 200 beat per minute workouts with your, with your mask on that like that's just gonna Mm-mm. that's not smart you know what i'm saying sounds like i'll die yeah right yeah. <laughs> but like if you're out you know what i'm saying out and about and like spending time by yourself like I, I i try to preach to tell people like get outside that's your workout for today like go walk for 20 minutes that's your workout for today like you don't always have to kill yourself to have a good workout or to see progress you know what i'm saying sometimes that mental clarity and that anti-stress is more beneficial than being cooped up doing whatever you know what i'm saying no, i get that i definitely get that yeah so um, do you have a platform where you talk about mental health or where you try to, you know, educate people on mental health? So my good friend, Lucas Bentis, went to Bridgewater. We started a podcast ourselves less than a month ago called Open Up. So similar to what we were talking about, him and I, we don't know everything, but we do know a lot. And like there's other people that know a lot, too, on the concept of mental health. But we have some deep conversations. And we're like, yo, we're like, we're two strong men, physically, mentally, and like, we we want to communicate some of the messages we're having in this private room to other people, mm-hmm. so they can feel comfortable to open up, uh, no pun intended, but open up about like their feelings, because like I feel like a lot of men are like brought up to be like, yo, don't cry, don't do this, don't do that, but like I feel like mm-hmm. it's stronger for you to be able to recognize emotion instead of ignore it. Um, and Lucas, I could speak on his behalf, he was raised his parents are amazing but he was raised up in a culture the brazilian culture of like stay quiet like you're a man stop crying about it and that like that was his mentality for 23 years and then this these past like few months he went through a life event and like it just opened up like everything just started pouring out and like from like a a friend standpoint we developed him i've known him all my life 
we've developed a much stronger friendship because he's now there's like a new layer of friendship because he's now opened up about his emotional standpoint with like a lot of different things mm -hmm. so starting that up honestly has been amazing because we've been getting a lot of messages from other men but also people like women too saying like just talking about mental health in general is very beneficial so mm -hmm. been doing that yeah. hell yeah oh, that's very important because i feel like men don't have um <clears throat> i don't know i feel like over time People are starting to becoming more open, but the still for men, I feel like they don't think that they have that safe space to open up, 100%. you know, or feel like they can There's just talk about how still. they're feeling with mm -hmm. their friends and stuff like that. Just because, like he said, um, your friend Lucas, that mentality that he has is not only in like his culture, you know, a lot of other cultures have that as well. So it's a very important that, you know, you do have a platform that gives people that space to open up or if they don't open up, you know, they go somewhere where they see other people open up and then, exactly. you know, they can relate it to their own situation, you know, mm. very similar to what we do over here. You yeah. feel me? But yeah, I like that you were doing that and um, just giving other people that space and that comfortability, you know, it's yeah. very important. Something a lot of people like message us about is like, we never thought somebody else was going through a similar situation. And like, just to hear from like someone else that like, whatever, like a dude just broke up with his girlfriend. Like, I've never seen a, a topic where somebody addressed like how should men like deal with breakups. We're not telling people how to deal with it, mm -hmm. but like these are some steps you can take to get out of that dark space. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that that a lot of people don't openly speak about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been it's been really cool because neither one of us, like Lucas and I, feel ashamed to talk about some of these things like being heartbroken, going through like family like parents divorcing shit like that that people mm -hmm. usually keep private. Like yeah. Because it's benefiting other people because they're hearing it come from us. And then from there, they can also feel empowered. And it's also everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Shouldn't have, feel ashamed to, you know, keep that shit quiet. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. for sure. And how? what would you say is, like, the most, I don't know, like, the biggest issue or stigma when it comes to mental health? Like, what do you feel like is the blocker for mental health to be as open and be as you know, reach out to as many people as it can be. What do you think is blocking that from happening? People are afraid to reach out for help. And uh, and it's obviously not stubbornness because it's much more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like people are like, oh, this is just a rough patch. And like, you should be able to get through certain things by yourself. But uh, this year, especially like with COVID going on, I've never seen so many friends be open to speaking to a therapist or like just to communicate with somebody. I did that this summer actually. Yeah. And, and it's, it, I've had know. a therapist back in the past, like when I was younger and like it helps even if it's, oh, yeah. even if the person just needs to get something out off their chest, like physically just being able to express what's in your head mm -hmm. benefits. You know what I'm saying? So just not being afraid. People are afraid to ask for help and they shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? No matter what the complicate, like how deep or complicated the situation is. So yeah. So for you, mm. You you have the podcast. You have your own you have your own company, the new new human. You personal train as well. You do online sessions. Where do you find the time of the day for Mike Soares? Like how we, how are you able to organize all this throughout your week? Like where, where where do you get the energy? Where do you find the energy? Energy wise, I mean, I feel super motivated every day. We were talking about this too. Like some days, not every day, not anymore. But like some days, I wake up at five. Like tomorrow, I got to be up at four at four thirty. You know what I'm saying? So like, you but like, it's not every day like that. But like, I feel motivated because I'm I'm making a big difference. So like, mm -hmm. I love my job. But when I first got out of school, like my first two years, like it was a lot of hustle. Like I was working six, seven days a week, and like you kind of not that you have to do that, but like I was learning the trade. Like I was hustling. You know what I mean? And like, 
now I've been lucky enough to be like as successful as I am in my, like you can always become more successful, but like I'm in my position where now instead of working six to eight, like AM to PM, which I was doing for like two years, now I have a much healthier balance. Okay. And it helps having a girlfriend, not that you need to have like a significant, significant other, but like when I was single, like I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. Let me go work on a Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? And like now I have Annalise and like, not that I have to spend time with her, but it's like, okay, I'm going to work. And okay, seven o'clock, I'm gonna shut off and now go spend my other time. So it forces me to be more productive. Like, I forget what the quote is, but like, give your, whatever you need, like whatever you need done, like give it to your busiest person because they're gonna get it done. Like the busier I am, the more productive I am. Like okay. the more I'm working, the more fit I am because I'm scheduling in my workouts. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. super organized. So being super organized helps big time. Okay. So yeah. Respect that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because with time, with time management, if you're super busy, and you know you don't have much time to do, you know, everything that you need to do. That mm. little time that you do have, you're going to spend it focused on what you have to do. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, 100%. Like, if, like you said, if I got a busy schedule, if I got work, um, my own personal time, school is another big example that people, uh, um, their workload and shit. If you do make a legit schedule and plan all of your stuff out and say, like, for example, two to three, I have to work out. Between those hours of two to three, you're like, yo, I don't got much time because I got to spend other time doing other shit. You're going to take that time seriously from two to three. You feel me? Because you got to know, you know, you got to schedule everything accordingly. Um, What I want to hear about, though, you know, talk about your trip to the motherland. Motherland for the people that I know. (laughs) Haiti, you feel me? Talk about your time out there, what you had to do. Because, you know, I I was peeping everything when when you did go out there. And, you know, people have their biases about um, service trips Mm -hmm. and, like, missionaries and things like that which i don't think is what you went to Mm -hmm. but um yeah personally when i see people taking their time to go out uh wherever if it's some people haiti some people africa other countries it doesn't really matter but i respect anybody that literally takes the time out of their own day weeks months or however to go somewhere else and help people that don't have what they um help people who don't have what they have so yeah talk about your trip yeah um so it kind of started a little funny. So I was just playing basketball outside, and this dude, he was like six eight, pulled up with two seven footers, and we. I was like, damn, like let's just ball. I was like, who are these guys? They're young. They're like 15, 16, but they're skinny, like tall ass kids. So I was like, oh shit. Started playing ball, and I tried dunking on a few of them. So then the big guy, the six eight guy, his name's Pierre Valmera. He came up to me he's like, yo, what do you do? Uh, like, what do you do to be athletic? I'm like, I'm a trainer, so I work out a lot, blah blah. And he's like, put me through a workout right now. I was like. Okay, so I trained the dude for like 25 minutes. He's like, yo, that was a super intense workout. What do you think about coming to Haiti with me? And this is all within like an hour of knowing the guy. Damn. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I've been running a camp there every year. Um, I'm super involved in the community. Um, He's big time, big time there. He's played pro in like Europe and stuff like that. And right then and there, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Like it was literally just like a black and white convo just like that. That's crazy. Uh, it was that straightforward. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard that. Yeah, literally, I've never heard that story literally, before. Like, yo, wow. It was that straightforward. Like, wow. It was that within like an hour. I was like, yo, like your energy's good. Like, let's do it. So then we like talking back. This was in August last year. So then um, the trip was in December, right before Christmas. So it was the 19th to the 23rd. I got one of my uh, college teammates, Rocky. He's a, a basketball skills coach. Um, I had him pull up and we all raised a few thousand dollars. I forget how, what the total was, but it was a lot of money. 
and Pierre's been doing this for, for a good amount, so like he has the connections there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were there to run a basketball camp for all the kids, and it was crazy because I remember getting there, and like some of the kids didn't have socks on. Some of the kids took a bus from like across the island. They did like an eight-hour trip to get like crazy things. That like I was like in my head, being from America, I've never thought like oh like not in an ignorant way, but like these kids are really planning their whole like week around this camp. Um, so when we got there, it was beautiful. The island, which I didn't know, was, like landscape-wise, was gorgeous. Um, but he was talking. He was talking to me a lot about like I think the week before we got there, there was a lot of government protests, a lot of things going on there. Um, but I don't know what the exact term is. It's like a week right before Christmas in Haiti. You, uh, some sort of celebration. So everything calmed down for a little bit. So when we got there, it was uh, less riots. But anyways, we got there, we got to the hotel, and the next day, literally we got there at like 10 p.m. He's like, yeah, like we're gonna run the camp tomorrow. So we pull up, and Pierre, uh, it was me, Rocky, and then like a few teachers. Um, We pull up, and Pierre's like, hey, by the way, uh, the food isn't ready, so I have to go get it, so you guys run everything. Mm. And we were like, (laughs) and you pull up, and the it's like a high school's gym size, and there's 400 kids. And yo, I've never seen a more grateful group of people. Um, everybody's clapping. I I felt hot, like a body high. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so nice to get like, literally like every kid on the island who played basketball like pull up. But anyways, uh, I put them through like a 30 minute like strength workout, and then it was about three hours of basketball. Um, and only five kids on that were there out of the 400 spoke English. So I was like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I, they were just following me, like, body language. Um, and there's two translators, but, like, still. Like, it was 400 kids, you know what I'm saying? Still yeah. a lot of kids. But I've never seen so many. And I took French in high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were counting in, in French because, like, the ha- is Haitian Creole Haitian similar Creole. To, mm-hmm. to, to French? So I was yeah. counting in French. And every single kid was super attentive. When I explained a detail, they all did it physically. Like, it was, I've taught a lot of basketball camps, like 20 of them. And the Haitian kids were the most attentive and appreciative ones. And it was dope because we supplied meals for all of them, uh, brought clothes for all of them, backpacks, school supplies for all, all of them. And it was just such a rewarding experience. It's probably like my number one, like most accomplished goal, like since being a trainer. And we were supposed to do it this year, but obviously with COVID. Yeah. But I plan on doing it every year. I plan on doing it twice. And then next year we have a few more uh, we're supposed to go to Cape Verde next year. Shout out Rocky to go build some basketball courts. Wow. Um, but my goal is to like travel, to help people, but to, to be able to travel the world and see, get that different perspective. Like I feel like traveling is one of the most humbling experiences because mm-hmm. a lot of people are cooped up in like one area. Mm-hmm. And they, not that everybody thinks this way, but like they think their way of life is the way of life. But it's like if you go and experience other cultures and learn about other ways of life, like it really humbles you and you can then learn that like, your opinion isn't just the right opinion. There's a p- bunch of different right opinions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was awesome out there. Shout out Pierre. Shout out Power Forward uh, International. That's his company, his nonprofit. And uh, from that camp, he's developed about five or six NBA guys. Hey. So, mm-hmm. yep. He, he finds some. Yeah. Haitian. Hey. All Haitian. Okay. Um, shout out Nerlens. He's supposed to come with us next oh, year. Oh, really? Is the co- oh, that's connected. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Shout, shout out to Everett. Shout, shout out to Everett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. Um, it was beautiful, and I can't wait to get back there. It was dope. Where that's dope experience. Up. Nah, that's dope, bro. That's dope. I, I just put really a smile to my face. Right. Right. I just put the really biggest smile on my face hearing that story in detail. And then, no, the thing that brings the <clears> most uh, <throat> happiness, what is it? 
what are we in October? Mm-hmm. Weekly, I still get messages from the kids in Haiti. I was gonna ask you that if you're still in contact. I got all their IGs and some of them. I, I think some of them only had internet one once one hour of the day or something like that like at the time. Internet, at the time, like certain parts of the island, and like they would message me on WhatsApp or like IG. WhatsApp. That's the they'd show. be using oh like God. Google Translate. <laughs> it was mad funny. <laughs> Literally yesterday, one of the kids messaged me. And it was dope. It was nice that like they keep working. They send me videos of them dribbling around like cinder blocks and shit like that. It's super like it lights up my heart every day. Wow. Dribbling a cinder block. No, dribbling oh. around a cinder block. <laughs> I was just like, yo, what type of training you put in these kids? Yeah. <laughs> you did say strength training, bro. But, yeah, facts. No weakness. One more thing too, like there are some kids there that went to the camp that had never played basketball and were dunking. And just the talent there is in locations that don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's what Pierre does. He finds all the raw talent, brings them back here. There's a bunch of sponsor families that they're able to willingly and happily help out the the individual. And I don't even know how many kids he's had get full rides to scholarship, get an education, go back to Haiti, help the family. Like it's it's not just about ball. You know what I'm saying? Ball mm-hmm. like ball is our universal language, but like the end product was to help these kids better their family and for everything else. You know what I mean? What's that camp called again? Power, so the company's called Power Forward International. Heard, okay. Yeah. Heard it here, folks. Wow, you heard it here first in case, you know, you're looking for, you're looking to make the next superstar and your man ain't doing shit at Ever High, so you just got to take him to Haiti real quick. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> for real. Hell yeah. Nah, but that's really dope. I, I enjoy hearing about all this, no bullshit. Um, so another thing that I want to talk about is just because I see, you know, Member in your community, did Equinox, you did um, the Haiti trip, New New Human. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're at Seaport Boston too. Yeah, so I run Seaport. Which is right Sweat, down from so my job. Facts, yep. I'll be seeing that time to time. And I'm like, look at Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you. But yeah, with all that being said, um, I know you said your ultimate goals, you know, you just want to help people. Mm. But ultimately, like, Throughout everything, when you're done with your career, what is one thing that you hope you can say that you did? You know, such a cliche answer, but like I, there's no specific one word like, oh, I want to train, but like there's nothing like specific like that, but just to be able to like help people globally, like around the world. Mm-hmm. Right now we have some people. So you don't want to stay here. You're trying to make No, nah, I mean, I, I would love, I love Boston. I've traveled last year. I took like 10 trips, different places. I love traveling, but like Boston is like my home, but uh Definitely to be able to like have the brand known globally and to be able to help people around the world is the end goal. Okay. Which is in a in a certain stance like already happening, but to continue to grow because like our message is very genuine. Like we're trying to help people and like I feel like genuine not companies but gen- genuine businesses with like a genuine goal like to have more of that. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. is better for the world. Word. Can I ask you about the business real quick? Yeah. Facts. And if this is a long answer, just tell me you'll tell me after the <laughs> podcast. You feel me? Because I'm trying to apply this to myself, right? Mm-hmm. An app. How the hell do I do that, bro? Bro, it's crazy. Do, do you just talk to somebody? Was it like a long process? Yo, it's pretty funny how it happened. So, like I was telling you, I had I had those I had about like 70 in per, between in person and online clients. I had about 70 people, and I was training this one guy, Sam Sam Thompson. And he he found me through IG. He's like, yo, let's train, cool. And he had developed apps when he was younger, but uh, I kinda, my schedule got crazy and I couldn't train him at the times he wanted to train. So he got tight. He was like, bro, you gotta work smarter, not harder. I was like, bet, what am I supposed to do? Hmm. He was like, well, I could help you make an app. And I was like, what? 
And then wow, people say that shit. Yeah, yo, wow, yo, this man got got lobbed, Haiti. Bro, and I'm gonna talk about the lob stuff in a second too. But anyways, he helped make my numbers go up on IG. Shit, (laughs) (laughs) shit. Um, But go ahead, yo. Is that easy? No, it's not that easy. And also, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about the lob and the luck in a second. It was that straightforward. I was in that situation. I was grateful. And then process started happening and I mean it's a lot of work but like now it's like the hard part like learning how to run it was the hard part now mm-hmm. it's like just consistently being able to talk and communicate to to the people like there's a messaging app you can follow people like there's a news feed it's basically like basically like a social media app for mm-hmm. fitness like we ask questions like there's eight trainers people can message at any point like there's workout programs like vertical vertical increasing programs or like lower body like whatever it is but um going back to the lob thing not that you were incenting this but a lot of people have been like yo you're so lucky and like it's one thing to be lucky in life but like something that like really grind like gets me a little upset is when people are like oh you were so lucky you're in that situation but it's like no i've put myself oh, in so many different positions like i've been like out at a club for like until two in the morning because my boy wanted to introduce me to this one guy who wanted to train and like like so many of those like I used up my time that people didn't see to get into the position that I'm in now like there's been a lot of that you know what I'm saying and like people don't realize how hard people have to work to get into those positions you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. oh yeah facts because before you were like training anybody crazy Mm -hmm. I just knew your networking skills in general were just up there you feel me networking is everything yeah this man was just great at networking you feel me find him in any gym find him in any club (laughs) 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 let me talk a little bit about that real quick I I think one of the shout out Zach I was actually talking to Zach he's the one who built my bands that I, I released today but uh when I was in college, uh, he reached out to me, Tyler DeMello, mm-hmm. uh, it's his cousin. Um, he's like, yo, we're trying to run like some club events. And in my head, I'm like, mm. I'm 17, 18. Like, what do I know about the club? They're like, no, we're trying to run like 18 plus club events. So I was like, I like to party, like to have fun with people. Yeah, so I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> so I was like, say, so, careful, don't snitch on them. Nah. <laughs> 17, 18, I was nah, like, oh, nah. <laughs> 18 plus events, so literally we would sell a ticket to somebody like, do I know you want to pull up? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's your ticket, 10 bucks. And then the entry to get into the club was 10 bucks. There's a bunch of like 18 plus clubs in Providence. We would get party buses to come to school. And then I knew a lot of people because I was playing basketball. Um, so I'd sell like 300 to 500 tickets, mm-hmm. make like three bucks a ticket. I was learning those sales skills and like those marketing skills when I was in college, even though I was selling like club events. And it was a good time, everybody was having a good time. Like it was a networking experience. Like. We had fun. It was great for business. So, like, I learned a lot of sales techniques through that. And then I started doing that once I graduated, when I didn't have a lot of clients at Equinox, I was still club promoting in Boston because we expanded out to Boston. And that's how I met a lot of connects out here. I was starting to see some people at Equinox at the club. It's like, yo, like, let's train. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was a cross-networking. Like, Mm. so many people are afraid to cross-network, even within their field. Like, a lot of trainers are afraid to work with other trainers Mm -hmm. because they're afraid they're going to lose clients. But, like, that's not the case. Like, I was telling you all earlier, like, there's something I may know that you don't know, and there's something mm-hmm. you don't know that I don't know. You know what I'm Big saying? Facts. So always being like open-minded is good. Yeah. When when Swords was at BSU, that was uh 
that was one of the better times in my life because I, I just <laughs> no, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie because I, I seen the way Imani was looking at you when you were talking about like your party bus at BSU. She was yeah, it just looked like yeah, she yeah. ain't never seen that because she's BSU there now. Was shit now, Let's yeah, just tell so, you that. <laughs> yeah, so no, I'm saying that. We got yeah. parties in the ECC. That's that's what it is. Right yeah, when you I'm told like, me about that shit, I was like, hey, yo, that's wild, bro. That's crazy. I am not gonna catch a wine. Yeah, this at the man same had place Not at the same place I get pancakes, bro. I swear, I swear though, this man, this man saw. Had at least like two club events a semester, and it was yeah. it was a fire time every time. And pretty sure you had me promoting one time. Yeah, I had you promoting, yeah. bro. Yeah, that that night changed my life forever. To be very honest <laughs> yeah, with you, that's crazy. Got me in VIP. Met to, you know what? Let me not get into it. It's but okay. yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, it was a great night. Great night. But Darnell was like on demon time, king light skin at that time. <laughs> and I had the colored hair oh, and yeah, everything, yeah, bro. Yeah, I had the blonde tips. Jesus. Oh, that was. Yeah. A, mm. <laughs> This man we're not shut talk up, about bro. It. This man, oh, no, we talk can't about talk about it. That was that was a different person. I don't even know who that man was. I really don't. I do not as well. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, crazy. <laughs> okay, word. So, um, I want to talk about right because I just want to you know throw your world into our world real quick, mm-hmm. right? Because I, we, we, there's a recent event that just happened, you know, that deals a lot in mental health as well, you know, if you think about it. So I just want to put Mike into the situation and see how he would battle it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh boy. Let me hear this. Right. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed when he's talking about it. <laughs> oh, no, it's not serious. It's not serious. Oh, not serious. Right, 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 right. So, Shorty says. <laughs> oh, okay, Shorty says. Shorty says if you can't afford a Birkin. Throw the man to the streets, right? And I was thinking about that. No, no, no. I was thinking about no bullshit, right? Because I've met Bro. a lot of I, I've met a lot of women with that mindset, right? Mm. I met a lot of women with that mindset. Now, me, a strong individual, right? <laughs> <laughs> a strong individual, right? Here's something like that, and I'm just like, okay, you know, preference. It's a preference. One, if uh, you do come across a shorty that does think that way, and that's not for you, it's simple. Just move on and find someone else because, you know, you will find someone for yourself. But then I know on the other side of people where they are killing themselves trying to get that Birkin. Uh, <laughs> you uh, feel me? And I'm yeah. like, yo, bro, 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 bro. It's really not that deep. You feel me? You don't have to kill yourself or change yourself. Whoa. To, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me f- you don't got to kill yourself to get something that you can't afford. You feel me? You don't got to let social media just tell you about what you should be doing for a significant other, what you should be bringing to the table. Because at the end of the day, if you go through that shit and you just see that, you, one, you can't afford it or you can't keep up to the rest of the world, you're going to feel down on yourself 100%. about that shit. You feel me? You're going to feel like... You're not living up to your significant other's expectations. And that could take a really damaging toll on your mental health. See, I told you I was going to make it connect. You feel me? (laughs) Very damaging toll on your mental health. So I won't just let Mike answer, but I'll let the rest of y'all answer too. You feel me? But somebody puts you in that position. What do you do? You don't have to keep it at just the Birkin. We can make this general. You feel me? You can make this general. You feel me? But just what's it called? Having to keep up to impossible expectations. Hmm. Uh, who wants it? Can I? You want to go for it? No, you can go. I'm going to go short and sweet. Short and sweet. No, no, no. Hit, go. Uh, go. See, I saw her face the entire time. She was ready. This was a question for you. I'm going to start off like, this may sound corny, but I think love is love. And like, there shouldn't be XYZ expectation of like material. Like, for example, like, I like, 
a gold digger. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that, like, women should not go after a man due to his money, but, like, women will go after someone who's successful. Like, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, can that, can success be attractive to somebody? Yeah, but, like, if I'm not going to date him unless he has a Mercedes, like, that's not the right mindset. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I feel like people should genuinely have relationships to genuinely have them. And, like, there can be benefits to negatives, but, like, there could be a couple that don't have, they have, they live in a, a two-by-two apartment and they're the happiest people ever. And there can be, like, rich billionaires who have a shit life. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. it's not always about the materialistic or, like, those certain expectations. And I also, going back to what Darnell is kind of saying, like, you shouldn't chase after unrealistic expectations. It's one thing to have a goal, you know what I'm saying? Like, cool, like, yeah, you've always wanted to buy that, whatever, cool, but, like, people shouldn't be dictating, like, if they're going to date somebody or not on mm -hmm. some materialistic thing. Facts. Go ahead, girl. I know you're going to say something crazy. No, no, no. I wasn't. Yeah. I agreed with mo what most of what you said. Um, but I also want to, like, to point out, it's not only materialistic things that, like, like Devin said, when you go to social media, there's a lot of, like, pictures, videos of people in relationships doing certain things, and automatically, whoever's watching it, whether it be a man or a woman, they automatically feel like, well, damn. Like, well, how come, like, where's mine at, essentially? Mm. Um, and I, I feel like it's just the times that we're in at this point. Like, everything's just out in the open. Everything's at your fingertips. Um, so, unfortunately, even though we don't want people to do that, I kind of think it's, like, like we can't run away from it. Like, this is just the time that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like before it was TV, now it's social media. So, I don't know. Damn, I mean, y'all, shit, what can I say that, that y'all have not said? I mean, y'all got it right. She, she said it perfectly, though. It's uh, it's a social media culture. Everyone's a copycat. Everyone wants what, what everyone mm -hmm. else has. You feel me? Who's the one that, wasn't it a shoddy that said it? Sweetie, whatever? Sweetie, yeah. Sweetie. Sweetie that said that shit? She's rich. Mm -hmm. You got people, you got, you got, uh, first of all, if there are women who are like that or whatever we're talking about, you know, materialistic things, you got to realize who you're dealing with for one. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't expect that of a man that's working a nine to five, I would assume. Mm. You don't want him spending most of his check on a Birkin. You know what I mean? How's he gonna pay the bills? That's not fiscally responsible. So you gotta know who you're dealing with first and foremost. You can have those dreams. I mean, you can you can want that for your birthday, that's fine. But you can't expect him to go out. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you want that for your birthday, that's fine. Like, hell, but you can't just go to I, rich. This is wild. This is wild. Go, go to rich wild. for that. <laughs> it's tough because a lot of people compare their relationship or like themselves with other people and not that social media is fake but like quote unquote you know what i'm saying like it's mm -hmm. a highlight reel yeah oh, I say you, you see time. everyone's highs you never yeah, see anyone's lows. lows i say all the time don't let the ig fool you bro yeah. mm -hmm. facts because you're only gonna see smiles why, why would i ever show you sadness mm -hmm. never take your ne never post your l's never take your l's in public it's, yeah. that's that's a rule so you know after that i just learned you know what I'm just not gonna post shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the whole not taking the L <laughs> shit. I'm like, just because of that, the whole stigma that social media puts on anybody, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Nah, bro. You can Fuck post it. your dubs, bro. There's nothing wrong with posting go, your wins because, hey, too. it's, it's like, nice to, it's nice to post my dub from time to time. But it's just the whole thing this of like social media. Social media has just been getting crazy recently. And I feel like during quarantine, everyone is just bored out of their mind. You Literally know I mean? going crazy. Now, with this whole topic, I this topic came up and I saw it on the timeline. You know, I was like, oh, it's another thing, you know? I didn't think it was going to be as discussed for as long as it was discussed mm -hmm. for, you feel me? And I was just like, wow. One, people really don't like the idea of people having their own standards and opinions. But two, it's just like, yo, 
if somebody lives a certain lifestyle, great for them. If it doesn't apply to you, just don't pay attention to that. Or if you really care that much, work towards it. You feel me? But at the end of the day, if you're like, okay, say I'm I'm making maybe 70 to 60K a year, right? And now I'm trying to drop 20 on a bag, which... Which may be seen outside. <laughs> which may get seen outside. You get a you fake one. Yeah, I could get a fake. Nah, 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 nah. Here's. A- <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that right now. You feel know I me? Mean? Because I'll be the type where I'll admit if if I can't afford something, but if I'm gonna get something, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be the real. actual oh. thing. Yep. You feel me? Same. I will go a good. I will go five, ten years. Of not wearing slash not being able to afford jewelry to that one day you see me with the (laughs) the one day you see me iced out, don't you dare ask me about it. You feel me? (laughs) Because that shit's real. You feel me? But um, yeah, I just wanted to get all your opinions in that because, like we say, we have these talks amongst ourselves, and I feel like it's never really, it's never really a thing for the other. Like the older generations, because like the older generations, by then, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. It's always a thing for our generations, which is like the ones working to get, you know, to somewhere. You feel me? And a lot of people like I was having this conversation with Twitter. I was like, what would you do if you're in this? um, What would you do if you're in the circumstance? And somebody told me, um, what's it called? I would just work on getting it. Niggas is broke. <laughs> and I was just like, Yo. all right, cool. You can work on getting it. Like, cool, that could be a thing. But, like, why do you feel like you have to? You yeah. feel me? Like, we go through these things where there's all these status symbols, like the nice car, the fresh new pair of J's, um, the jewelry. Like, we go through all of these to stunt um, for our friends and our loved ones. When at the end of the day, y'all, let's keep it a buck. We're all broke. <laughs> y'all, let's keep it a buck. We're all broke, yo. No one, no one can tell me that they're living lavish in 2020 unless you're a scammer <laughs> or, or if you're a forex trader. Yeah, I was about to say that. Keep it a buck, To keep it a buck. And um, oh, OnlyFans model. Only yeah, well, for the shorties, OnlyFans. You feel me? And I'll say, mm. continue doing your thing. You feel me? You won't Make get that. Coins. Facts. You're not going to get that $5.99 from mm. me. But I, I'm going to say, yo, continue doing your thing. You feel me? But yeah, we just go through as a generation just this need to stunt and flex. When honestly, you see the ones that really are making the bread. You don't see them flexing at all, nope. bro. Working in silence. The billionaires, the same color t-shirt, same blue jeans, same white sneakers, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's really like a good answer for that problem. It's just something mm-hmm. that happens within our generation of society. There's no really solution to that problem. It's just gonna be, I don't know. Yeah. I guess something that's just a thing. For there, there's a like while. two parts I want to talk about. So I'm on that same boat where it's like you don't have to flex to prove that you're successful but like should you be rewarded every so often like mm. oh you've been oh, working facts. hard to yeah, and you want to buy a nice necklace you've never had you know what i'm saying like there's facts. there's that there's that happy medium and just to dive off this a little bit because like social media can take a lot of has a lot of negative stigma with it um but i personally run a lot of my businesses through social media and you can do that in a positive stance like some for example like one time i got a message from somebody being like why like i posted a video of somebody i trained they're like oh why are you trying to show them off 
And I was like, no, that's not the reason. Like I'm trying to show what they're doing to then motivate slash help other people and educate people. And if I only get one comment like that out of like 2000 or like, even if it's fucking two out of 10, like, I don't care if I'm majority wise helping people and educating people, I'm going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As you like, should. Yeah. Like you shouldn't listen to those negative people. Cause there's always going to be somebody with inner problems that are going to project that on you. You know what I'm facts. saying? Facts. And like facts. something I try to live by is like to not, get upset over things I can't control. Like if somebody's having a bad day and they yell at me for no reason, that's not my problem. It's like, all right. Facts. I mean, you should stand up for yourself. Like if you got to tell somebody, fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it, whatever. But in the general stance, like that's their problem. That's their problem, not yours. So. No, I hear that. I hear that. I definitely hear that. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I had a, a random ass question just popped up into my head. Oh, it's wonderful. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, as a trainer, right? Mm. When do you train? Because like, I feel like in my head I was thinking as a trainer he's probably training as he's working someone else. So like, do you do you get trained by a trainer or like do you train on your own? Like how does that work? And secondly, do you train trainers? And when you do, how does that work? Because mm -hmm. I feel like you can't tell a tra you know what I mean like training a trainer would be yeah like no, uh, you can't. I don't know. Um, so I'll try to take that one at, one step at a time. So uh, no trainers don't work out with their clients. I train like ten people a day. That's impossible. Um, so you're not getting any like workout when you're showing no, them no, 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 no. Right. I mean, if I'm working out with my boy, cool. But like, no, yeah. when you're training people, you're like training, instructing. Okay. Um, I'd compare that to like a coach playing in a ball game. He doesn't play okay. in a game. He's coaching. Okay. Um, in comparison, I do train other trainers. Like they've paid me to train them and everybody needs to be accountable. Right now, I'm in my boy, my boy, Sam. Um, he owns Hercules Performance. I'm in his men's group. So like. I'm paying him to coach me. Okay. Do I need it? Like, am I educated enough to train myself? Yeah, but I need that accountability. You know what I'm saying? Everybody oh, needs okay, that accountability. Okay. I, see what what I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, the, pe the strongest people in the world all have a coach. Okay. The best basketball players all have a trainer. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, I get it, yeah. Push. You need that, that extra push. Right. Yeah, I feel that. I feel um, that. So that's where that goes. But, like, do I work? Right now I'm working out four times a week. Like, that's a lot. Like, I'm busy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just like anybody else, if they're busy, it's gonna be hard to work out. Some weeks I go one time a week for 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Right now I'm working out like 20, 30 minutes a day, like four to five times a week, and that's like really good for me. You know what well, I'm saying? Trainers aren't like, unless you're like a bodybuilder and you put your life towards training, like, it's just like everybody else. Oh, but like okay. we have like a general like we're not robots. Mm -hmm. Like I like to have Chipotle like four times a week, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, double wrap, like, and get drunk. But um, yeah, like, it's it's just having that balance. I don't know and why. I've always like thought like as a trainer, you gotta live like by a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Like you gotta eat. I mean, this, I mean, eat this certain way just so you gotta like. Because as a trainer, I feel like you gotta keep a certain look. look. No, one hundred percent. Like there's you have to live the lifestyle, but like the best trainer, like you don't have to be two percent body fat to be the best trainer in the world. Like there's okay. other people that are educated. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's not the case. Like you are a walking billboard for your business. So like yeah, do you have to kind of look the part? Yeah, of course. But you don't have to be like shredded to be a good trainer. Like mm -hmm. it's more about what's going on in the mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you live a lifestyle, but like, I feel like I live a very active lifestyle. I'm outside all day. Mm -hmm. I'm walking around all day. I'm eating healthy. On weekends, do I get drunk? Yeah. Mm. You know, do I go out with my boys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I have wine with my girl? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like yeah. I'm a robot. You have that balance. Yeah, there's balance and balance is key. And that's how you don't get exhausted from it, you know? Mm-hmm. You touched on it a little bit, but <clears throat> kind of want you to go further into it. You were talking about um, 
how how you're able to eat Chipotle or anything like that and still mm-hmm. stick to your plan. Can you talk a little about and if you have to include like the science mm-hmm. of it, cool. Mm-hmm. But can you talk a little about um just eating in terms of working out or a meal plan yeah. or just, you know, cuz there's a lot of people think that, yo, lose weight I got to cut a bunch of stuff out of my diet or some people just go days without eating. And I'm Mm. like, there's a difference between trying to lose weight and just malnourishing yourself. Malnourishing yourself isn't going to get you to where you want to be. Before you start, I'll say this. I started meal prepping because of your ass (laughs) and it has changed my life. Good. Like, yo, meal prep. Like, I'm not hungry throughout the day anymore and it's so clutch. So, but yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, the importance of it. And like that right there, you're increasing your organizational skills when it comes to food versus just guessing. But uh, when you start with somebody, whether they're trying to gain weight, but most people want to like lose fat, um, you think you got to cut shit out. And like I never start, I don't cut anything out of somebody's diet for like the first month. I add in certain foods, okay. add in protein, okay. add in whole foods. And then typically like 99% of the time, people start substituting like, oh, like I'm not hungry. I don't need to have that candy bar at night. Or like, oh, like. I want to have that protein shake because that fills me up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And typically like whole foods such as like chicken, whatever, certain type of carbs um, and especially veggies, like they're low calorie. Eating those like healthy foods is like going to solve 90% of your problems. Um, I mean, you could get into the math, counting calories and stuff like that. And some people can handle that. And some people can handle eating the same thing every day, but 90% of people can't do that. So you have to, as a coach, (laughs) you neither. As a coach, you... uh, have to be able to coach somebody through those processes and like communicate with them you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and be like having that balance i eat super healthy like i'm sure you've seen like trainers be like oh you can eat pizza and lose weight fun fact you can but it's like the balance understanding like okay 90 percent of your time you're going to be eating fruit veggies certain type of proteins and then yeah at night if you want to have a a cool dinner cool whatever but it's Mm -hmm. just having that balance at the end of the day it's all math but if you can trick somebody without doing the math and trick them into like buying in and eating and living a healthy lifestyle they're gonna hit their goal okay so, yeah, word a lot of psych- psychology behind it yeah facts. I was gonna say, cause I've <laughs> seen I've seen trainers eat like so much before yeah like like trainers like I've seen them just eat a shitload of yeah, food bro. and I get it you need for the protein and carbs yeah, yeah. and all that shit but I'm like hey yo even the most out of shape person could eat that shit you feel me <laughs> so and like I'm going like, back yo, to that how do y'all do that some processed food like fucking candy shit like that can be like 500 calories but then like a mm. bowl the size of this of like pure food can be like 300 you know what I'm saying like when I start people off and like give them like I don't create like a straight out meal plan but like recommended foods and stuff like that like they're not eating less than seven meals a day six meals a day I mean it varies with the person but like you're eating more and they're losing weight that's like the magic of it because you're eating proper food versus like the American diet of like carbs every fucking meal so if someone wants to with you if someone wants to gain weight are they eating less meals and just more during those meals uh not less meals because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how many meals you have it's calories in calories out um but yeah say you burn three thousand calories a day just standing there Mm -hmm. and then you also play basketball every day then we got to do the math and figure out how many calories you're burning during basketball and we got to make sure we're eating more than all that okay so it depends on the person or somebody doesn't do anything and they want to gain weight. Like, it's just, it's all a math thing. Okay. That's where, like, the experience comes in. But typically, when people just eat healthy, like, and stick with it, it's, yeah. then it's just consistency. And over time, they're going to hit it. <coughs> Never a general plan. There's always plans specified to exactly. the client. Yeah. Okay. Okay, word. 
Right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Anybody got any more questions? So if someone wants to become your or yeah, if someone wants to reach out to you, yeah, and have you have you train them, mm-hmm. how can they do that? Plug it in. They can. First off, you want to train with me right now. My schedule's a little crazy, but Talk if nice. you want, <laughs> uh, you can hit me up uh, at our Instagram. It's at new underscore human. Um, but I urge a lot of people to at least download our app at joinnewhuman.com. Um, I'm a firm believer that people shouldn't be healthy because of financial reasons. So I offer the app for two weeks free mm-hmm. and I literally tell people screenshot the workouts. Like that shouldn't be your reason to not work out. Um, the app's only 20 bucks a month after that. And there's over, I think we're almost at 200 workouts on the app. Wow. Um, shout out Dimitri who adds a lot of the programming in. Um, but yeah, join new human, try out the app. It's two weeks free. And at our Instagram, we post a lot of free workouts. Okay. Word. Hell yeah. Right, also, one one last question. Mm. Um, watch this. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for you, uh, nice when news. you are working out, or you know, when you're working out with a client, do you got, do you have like certain music you like like to listen to, or do you have a favorite artist you like to listen to when you're working out? Yo, you know what's crazy? Uh, I think this happened because of basketball. Uh, I used to get super anxious before ball games. Mm-hmm. Really? Wait, so, oh, really? So I started what listening the? to like R and B. Yay. I was listening to like Trey songs before my ball games <laughs> and that. I still do that I still listen I mean I listen to everything you know what I'm saying Quavo pull up cool playing that music but like I have a, a wide range of music but um, I like to listen to like chill like relax it. calm mm-hmm. down nice. did you um, listen to that new Ty Dolla that came out of course he had like oh. everybody and their mom featured on that <laughs> album that's spicy yeah how about you me uh, yeah I gave it a whole listen to be honest I saw that it was uh, 25 songs mm. when I first like downloaded it. And I was like, how the fuck did he make the track? Like an album with 25 songs. <laughs> then five minutes into it, I realized I was on the fourth song and it was just like one continuous song. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this shit's fire. Mm-hmm. It was a vibe the entire way through. And he collected his check on all the features that he was giving out mm-hmm. because I feel like every track had a different feature. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even like Post Malone, but he killed, he killed yeah, his feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was a solid project. I still think Beach House 3 was yeah. better, mm-hmm. but that's just me. But yeah, he did his thing. He did his thing. Hell yeah. Just agree? Uh, no, I agree, yeah. Beach House 3 is better. But I did like the listen. Mm-hmm. No, not so much? No, um, no, no. no. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. Um, okay, so I think with the album, I was just expecting more. Mm. Uh, this sounds like a, you know, a regular old Tide Dollar Sign <laughs> album. Yeah. And that's not what I was looking for. You mm. feel me? Like yeah, yeah. I feel like Todd Allison is at a point in his career where he's like, yo, you just gotta kill everything. You feel me? Yeah. Like, he's, been, he's been killing features left yeah. and right for a good couple of years now, you feel me? And the album was called featuring Todd Allison. So if you're coming off of an incredible feature run, you feel me? Yeah. And now you're naming your album after that. I'm expecting the entire listen to be spectacular. You feel yeah. me? I've always I've always thought that he was better like his albums were never that great. But like his features are features always are fire, yeah, so yeah. I never like. But I never because thought of that. That is why I thought. No, no, he was about to get into his bag. You feel? Because he called it featuring Ty Dolla's line, well, or because no, he had all the features on it. No, because of his progress where he is Cause now. Because of his progress, mm-hmm. you but they me? weren't like from Beach House. No, from Beach House Three, right? He dropped Beach House Three. That was yeah. great. Dope album. And every feature he did after that project Has was fire. fire. Was fire. Like he's he's making. Um, He's making the song on some. He's he's literally making the song on some of these um, projects, mm-hmm. um, like 
the chemistry that he has with the artists when he's going into the booth and working them, it's mm-hmm. always still. I can just name off a bunch of features that he did. Um, Scissors joint, still bumping that. Hmm. Backseat with Roddy, still bumping that. Um, joint he did with Kehlani on her, on her album, still bumping that. There's just so much shit from Ty, that says featuring Ty Dolla Sign that I'm still bumping, you feel me? Mm. But now that I go on this album and he knows the work that he's been putting in, mm. which is why he called the album that. I'm expecting the entire album to be just as fire as his feature run has been. Now, what this album sound like to me is sound like Ty Dolla Sign being very comfortable. You feel me? There were a bunch of... He sounded very comfortable on the album. I could agree with that. Very comfortable on the album. The album um, sound... It was just like a bunch of club records, Mm -hmm. which Ty Dolla Sign is great for. You feel me? He's even better at the R&B joints, though. You feel me? Like if you if I can just think a bunch of R and B features he had on the past where the where the sounds on those projects weren't anything like the sounds on this album and that is the title sign that I enjoyed you feel me? Do you feel like he probably did that on purpose? He probably wanted he probably wanted to step away from the regular R and B and just wanted to do the club records. Yeah, but he's been doing the club records his entire career. I'm hip, but the, it's like you said, he's comfortable. Exactly. So maybe he just wanted to do a, an album where it's just straight club records an artist can get so comfortable to the point where their fans start wanting more yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's like the baby was fire with the same flow for three albums mm. <laughs> it's like niggas wanted drake to stop being sad all the time and then we got fucking mm. if you're reading this it's too late you feel yeah, me like at yeah, a yeah. certain point you got to stop doing what works mm. and step out of your zone to see how you evolve as an artist big mm. example Kendrick yep. is a major example, you feel me? Yes. No album that he put out sounds alike, you feel me? And that's an, mm-hmm. a, one thing that I um, respect the hell out of him for. And with Ty Dolla Sign, he's reached that point where I'm like, yeah, I'm expecting that from you, uh, from you now, too. He has a bunch of features on the album. All the features sound great. Let me tell you once, there wasn't one feature that made me go back and be like, oh, yo, this is the one. This is the one. No, nah, he got one. that. He got that. Not he got one. that. He got that. There's not even a trick. He has that. There's like maybe two, three joints on this album where I'm like, yeah, there's bumps. I would say right I would now, say all the tracks he's isn't been a yeah. single one on this album where I was like, yo, this is the one. Mm, okay. I got through the album from beginning to the end mm-hmm. with this face. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. But we we said that like Beach House 3 was better and this was okay. Yeah, but Beach House 3 also came out, what, 2017? Yes. Yeah. It's three years later, bro. It literally sounds like... Devin had high-ass expectations. High-ass yeah, expectations. I have high-ass expectations I will say artists I, that I enjoy in the music. No, I hear it. I, I will say I had high expectations, too. Same. I was I was a little disappointed, but not nearly as disappointed as you yeah. are. Tell but you. that being said, I do think that majority of his features that have been released throughout this year were better than anything he did put on the album. Oh, so I can agree with you wholeheartedly on that, but... Did you hear this song when it came out? This is a universe featuring Kehlani. Oh yeah, I like this one. Now, if every song sounded similar to this, or if Ty was able to get into this album, I mean, get into this pocket much more throughout the album, I would have been like, this is it. But he wasn't able to, you feel me? Instead, he just went the club routes, he went with what he knew would would work. And it's crazy, he went the club routes he did the tracks that were that would work, and I didn't hear one hit on the album. Yeah, that's another thing. There wasn't a hit. There wasn't a hit on the album. Ty is known for making hits. 
If he was to go through his album the way he did with this one song, and I heard this, I'm like, okay, if Ty Dolla did that more throughout the album, and it was much shorter, yeah, we would have got maybe a classic project. There wasn't there wasn't much replay value to that album at all. I will say that. Cause I can't even tell you the end, like the end of. I couldn't list a couple of songs on the end, and I've only gone back to it twice. Facts. Fuck! I need a burner boy interlude for. Yeah, y'all asked me how I felt about the album. That's how I felt about the album. You feel me? Maybe I need to sit with it a little bit more. It might grow on me. It might grow on me. I don't know. Has Party Next Door's album grown on y'all? No, mm-hmm. I don't think this album gonna grow on y'all. <laughs> I mean, his party pack ish. Well, huh? yeah, his party pack stuff. No, 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 the, exactly. No, I'm talking about Party Mobile. You didn't even think about Party Mobile, bro. <laughs> oh no, nah, that's not even. Oh yeah, shit, you feel me? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what this album is gonna be. No, nah. it's crazy. How how is an album gonna be forgettable? And it has Future, Thug, Roddy, Kanye on two tracks. Nicki Minaj, Lil Durk, Gunna. Um, Anderson Pack, Post Malone, Kaylani. Was Baby on there? Uh, nah, no, he not. wasn't on there. But just all those in general. You see how many A to B list stars that I just named. He spent a lot of money on them. By features. the end of this month, by the end of this out, wow! By the end of this year, I don't even know because I, I know this album it. is expensive. But by the end of this year, I can guarantee y'all right now this will not be on my top ten. That's me. Damn. And that's me. He's pretty harsh when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lets them know. Uh, people come to the show for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. I, I, got, I got nothing else to say. What else dropped? I'm pretty sure that was the mo- only like thing of importance. Nah, yeah. fuck it. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. To me. To yeah, okay, I hear you. Let's shout out Massachusetts real quick. Millie's dropped a project. Oh, Blanco okay. 3. Okay. Blanco 3 came out this Friday. I was capping. Mm. <laughs> um, Completely I enjoyed it. That. I enjoyed it. Let me just be the one to give Millie's his flowers because he's been doing his thing out of Cambridge mm-hmm. and Massachusetts for, I can, I don't know. To me, it sounds like he's been doing this for well over 10 years, but yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but with this project, he signs um, underneath Jadakiss, Blanco 3. There was some great tracks on this one. Mm-hmm. Some really go- great tracks. I see Millie's um, stepping out of his comfort zone. This man is singing now. <laughs> really? This man singing on uh, a couple of them tracks. Yeah, it, bro. it's 2020. Yeah, which ones did I fuck with, with him singing? Um, Between Us was fire. Pray for Me was fire. Um, Heightened Senses with Jim Jones is fire. There's a, a couple of tracks where he's just rapping. Himalayas was his lead single for that album. I'm still bumping that to this day. Um, that track that was hard. great. Himalayas goes hard. Facts. The intro Blanco Trace was hard. Um, the last one, Stay for a While, was pretty dope too. Millie's did his thing on his projects. Um, I really respect it. He's been killing the game with the freestyles he's been releasing lately. And just the work that he's been doing, putting Cambridge and Massachusetts on his back, I give him immense respect and support for that. You feel me? Um, Jordan Lucas dropped an album, but I didn't really listen to that. But I heard it was a great album, too. Definitely check it out. I saw LeBron jamming out to Jordan Lucas yesterday on a story. And like, I think Jordan posted something. It was like, yo, it's crazy. Like, not on like a, what's the word? Not on like some like fan shit. But he was like, yo, it's kind of crazy to think that like some of my idols when I was a little kid now rocking with me and stuff like that. Yeah, which facts. is pretty cool. 
when Will Smith hop, hopped yeah. on joined his remix, I was like, hey, yeah, hey, that's crazy. Yeah, that's dope. You I was honestly me? expecting you to say, yo, you know I was talking to Joyner yesterday. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, I put him on this program. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yo, of Will short Smith. story, I actually talked to his mom See, about here training. here we go, there you go. <laughs> I talked I'm to not kidding. Mom. I'm still trying to figure that part out, yeah. Wow. Hand up, hand up, literally, dead ass. <laughs> Wow. Good shit. Good we'll shit. I like that, that. I like that. We'll figure that out, Joyner. <laughs> well, you were um you also coach like some like Celtics players, right? Yeah. This is me uh, just adding to the uh, And then right some NFL guys. Shout out AJ Dillon. He's been balling right now. Cincinnati. Packers. Oh, Packers, you know Packers now? He's one big he's he's like six one, two fifty, pure muscle. Like six percent body fat. He's one of the strongest people I've ever met. Um yeah, I've trained some random people, like Olympians, but like, yeah. just, just Shut Olympians. Up, but yo, I've trained some, some, some random people, some Olympians. <laughs> Shout out Philip, Philip Wender. Yo, he used to come out to Red Lantern with me every Friday when I'd promote. He's from Boston. Crazy. Anyways, nah, fact, he's not from Boston, you. but he lives in Boston. Shout out to you. Shout out brother. Philip. Shit, I'm crying. I didn't let y'all react to Millie's um project. Did you peep it? Any of y'all? I peeped it. I peeped. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but. The, listen to the first like four songs it was fire yeah he did his thing he did his thing he did his thing I'm, it's funny that like I was gonna say it's funny just Millie's being like who he is cause you just look at him and I just look at him and I just see Boston so well out of him mm. cause it's like you got this white boy mm. But he's trapping with us, you feel me? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that's such a great representation of the city, bro. (laughs) But yeah, Millie's continue to keep doing your thing, you feel me? Uh, Shay Crew is dropping a project this Friday, so make sure y'all check that out, you feel me? This uh, podcast supports him heavily. I think it's called Till Death. So um, y'all know, y'all know how I feel about the kid. Definitely make sure you check out that project. You feel me? Smooth R and B at all times. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, Jack Harlow put out a single called Tyler, Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ty- Jack, Jack Harlow's getting up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Harlow's getting up there. Spot take Jeezy spot. Ben took Jeezy spot. Yeah. If you want I don't know, that. man. Jeezy out here. Jeezy to me hasn't had a hit since No Limit. That's fine. Jeezy's still out here. <laughs> he's still making bread. That's fine. No, he's still making bread. Like is what I'm saying. Like, like talking about paid. stepping out of comfort zone. Uh, not out here, but Machine Gun Kelly dropping a rock album. Yeah, I peeped that. I didn't listen to it, of course. Oh, rock but I album? That. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. It was one. Of, it broke some like Spotify records and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. It was That's like a big. Care. It's nice to see like a, a like you were talking about like being versatile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just Man, sucks Max because no, 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 no. Let me talk about that real quick because it just sucks about Machine Gun Kelly, the mm. fact that he had to go outside of his element into like the rock side to get the numbers that he was getting now because he was never getting that from hip hop. You feel me? And it's just crazy that uh, no, I'm not dissing Yo, the way you say it because it's crazy. Let me. You only get. <laughs> Keep it a fuck on the urban product, bro. <laughs> it's just crazy because Machine Gun Kelly, I to me, has been a talented artist since he came out. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's just sad that the hip hop community never supported him to the point where he's at now. Well, like now he's doing um, rock and other things like that. He still raps, but he's incorporating rock much more into his music. And we know the majority of like rock listeners, you know. We could say, are white. We can say mm-hmm. it, but um, it's just sad that you know he wasn't getting that same respect when he was doing hip hop. You two, feel me? Two questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think the lack of respect has helped him diversify his portfolio or his talent level to the point where he's doing rock, he can do hip hop, and he's acting as well? I appreciate the fact that he's able to go into whatever route 
he thinks will work simply just because like he's an artist he filmed but it. do you think he would have gone those routes if hip-hop was blowing up like you know what i mean if he was as successful in hip-hop as you think or as he thinks he could have been do I think he would have gotten the things that? Do you think he would have ventured out into like, yo, would I do this rock album? Like, you know if how Lil Wayne was successful. Yeah, eventually. You think so? If he stayed, eventually. I don't oh, think no. I don't think he would have gotten as far under Bad Boy. Even though I think he's still signed to Bad Boy right now, I don't think he would have gotten as far as signed to under Bad Boy. I think if he wanted to keep doing the hip hop thing, he would have had to leave Bad Boy at some point. Because artists that are signed to Bad Boy, if you're not, if it wasn't the late '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. it's not a good look right now. Yeah. Like the biggest acts on Bad Boy are uh, obviously Diddy, but in terms of consistently putting out music, the only top act on Bad Boy I can think of right now is French. And French is on Bad Boy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We know French more for MMG because they step mm-hmm. in and do what needs to be done. You feel me? Bad Boy ain't really like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Sick. People don't like working with Bad Boy, right? They don't trust Diddy. Back in the day, yeah. I don't know if it's still like that now, but yeah, back in the day, because, you know, Diddy was taking his check. Oh, I know. Diddy was getting his check. <laughs> and But I, I think a lot of acts didn't like that because, you know, they weren't getting the um, support or funds that they needed. Mm. You feel me? I hear a lot of people coming back at Diddy. Mace. Mace is a big one. That's yeah, I've seen yeah. that a bunch. He was, he was always the coming one. at Diddy yeah, like saying Diddy ripped a lot of people off. And yeah. Which ain't owning up to it. Facts. We gonna have an episode. Oh, I'm, I want to do my research on that. We gonna oh, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, when y'all want to talk about music business, let me know. I'm your man for that. You feel me? Let's talk about talk that. a little bit about Suge Knight. What he's his role in the music business. How oh things Jesus. have evolved because of him. Hey, like I said, let me know. <laughs> like I said, let me know whenever y'all want to talk on that. What else came out? Uh, Tussie put out a track. Her put out a track, Fire. Yeah. I love her. And can I just say her? I'm talking directly to you. I thought right you said now. Herb. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Herb. Yeah. No, no, no. The I was like, Herb put out a track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, her, her. I just love the mm. fact that, like, her is just starting to show her face more. You feel mm. me? Like, now when she came out, you know, she was real incognito. But now her face is out there. Sometimes she got the glasses on. Sometimes she don't. And I just love that. <laughs> because, I don't know, like, I understand what it's like. Well, I don't understand because, you know, I'm, I'm not there yet. But um, I understand what it could be like to have a, um, certain expectations or have certain levels of fame. But, you know, you're still your introvert, quiet self. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't you didn't think you were going to catch a hit or you didn't think it was going to blow up. You just so happened to blow up. Uh, Bryson's a big example of that yep. party weekend. Um, her. They're all big examples of that. And I just love when they get to the point where. They're comfortable and they're just able to be themselves. And we hear it in the music, you feel me? I'm waiting for summer to get there. Summer is slowly getting mm-hmm. there, you feel me? But I'm waiting for summer to, you know, uh, get get um, over her anxiety and uh, just open it up more so we can hear it in the music, you feel me? Yep. Facts. And what's crazy, another thing about summer, right? I was watching one of our old performances um, with Jackie over the weekend and I was just like, yo, I didn't realize how much she changed her appearance. I wasn't that aware. Like, I know she got her ass did, but I was watching, like, old videos, and I was like, yo, that's what Summer looked like? Mm -hmm. This is my first time actually seeing what Summer Walker looked like, and then I seen, like, her without makeup. It looked nothing like this (laughs) at all. And I'm not even trying to come at her. I'm just like, I still don't know what she truly looks Mm -hmm. like. She's beautiful. Yeah. I don't doubt since, it. Since when she I just don't know. So now she's beautiful, but it just took me watching those to be like, oh shit, I really didn't peep. She changed her appearances that much. You feel me? Does she I have just long mean, hair now? Like no, no, no. Like facial. 
like oh like surgery oh, you feel oh, me oh for real yeah wow. like i wasn't hip until i went back and like saw the old shit like i know she got her ass done but like i didn't know her like facial features she got done too i was like damn that's crazy but yeah, yeah you still look good summer you already know the would vibes. you guys pay for your girl to get her ass done if uh she wanted it would i pay for my girl's ass to get done if she wanted it and you could afford it my girl already if got I a great could. ass i'm chilling <laughs> <laughs> I had to toss that in. Nah, he was like, he was like, yeah, my shorty's gonna listen to this. So, yeah, my shorty's gonna listen to this. So let me make sure. Let me let's cut that shit right now. You yeah, feel me? <laughs> if I could afford it, damn. If I, I mean, if I could afford it, that means it's just play money at that point. So, do you feel like she needs it? No, of course not. Okay. What the hell? Shit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nah, because I was gonna say Unless a really wrecked comment, but I was like, nah, nah, I can't be wrecked when it's with relationships. Y'all know that. You feel <laughs> nah, me? Be smart. Be smart. Facts. Yeah. Be smart. You feel me? Would um, you don't know? Um, if I had the money and she wanted it, uh, yeah, I don't care. If I'm rich, shit, sure, she can have whatever she wants. Facts. Cool. Get the Birkin from Rich. Yeah. (laughs) Get a Birkin from me. Yo, if I'm rich, have whatever you want, baby. Shit. Take care of my girl. Nice. Oh, yeah. Keep it it real. You going to sign the prenup, though? Mm. 100%. I'm so. What? I'm not, I'm not gonna ask Mike this question because you know he's on the hot lava. So I'm gonna ask him <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Every time like I've been in a relationship, I've said that like, yo, if I would ever get married, like it's a prenup. Aw, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, damn, I'm very upfront about my. I think people get. Now, I'm saying that's what's up because every girl you talk to, you, know, you talk to the point of marriage. So I'm like, that's what's up. I'm pre- I'm proud of you. I'm proud yeah. of you. No, I mean, you got to think about it this way. I mean, I'm I'm 23 now. I don't think if I get into a relationship with a woman, it's just to waste time at this point. Facts. You graduated already. You Blessing. feel me? I had my I had my yeah. fun. I had my fun. It's time. It's time. You know what I mean? Be serious. So. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Amani, you, you, you getting the prenup? Hell yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Nah, so she would it too. I had to make sure. Are you? Because, uh, you know, women. I ain't going to ask sores. Are you? Women, women oh, are see, like I that because they think automatically. <laughs> nah, you ask me, so I gotta ask you. That's how you don't gotta answer, bro. <laughs> I think I'm not gonna answer, but I think some people should have. It should be an open conversation. It should be a facts, commu- like something you communicate against. I mean, communicate about Before. instead of it being like such a like prenups are such a negative thing, which I understand, no like because you're planning on being with the person forever. Um, I mean. What's wrong with being prepared for every situation? Exactly. exactly. That's, that's, that's how I present it. That's how I present it. I just like to yeah. be prepared for any possible situation. Because we got to be realistic. Sometimes life happens. You feel yeah. me? It's just yeah, like... Why are you thinking Yeah, like facts. That? Like, sometimes life happens. You feel me? Like, imagine if... um, No, not just imagine. Y'all, I don't got to get... We can get into this next episode mm. if we want to. You feel me? But, um, yeah, let's wrap up the episode. Okay, let's get into our reality checks, and then we can do our vibe of the weeks. Reality check, Rich. Start us so, off. Um, I want to take... Uh, well, my reality check is based off something Swords was talking about, and it's about organization. Um, you people... Well, not you people. The viewers should focus on organization because, as you can see, it can add a lot of productivity to your life. My man Swords out here is organizing his schedule, organized meal plans for people, and looking at the productivity it's provided to their lives as well as his. So I'm just saying, if you provide some type of organization to your life, imagine what else could happen. So be organized, people. I like that. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, okay. Um, the route I'm going to go is um, health-wise because Malden, I don't know what's going on, so this is specifically for residents in Malden. Um, we're now back to phase one. Oh, so wow. okay. 
can y'all please and 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 Darnell, you already know where you're gonna go with this. Y'all need to <laughs> put your mask on, wash your hands, and wipe your asses. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm listen. I'm all for coming back to the normal, but I'm not gonna lie and say that this quarantine was bad and good at the same time. So as much as you know, we all want to pretend like this isn't real. This is real. Stop playing games. I still see people out here with no mask on. Y'all need to get it together because I can't be in my house forever. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's it for me. Um, my reality check. And I kind of had this moment about like two, three weeks ago. That's why I hit up my boy who was a trainer to keep me accountable. Um, make sure you take care of yourself. Uh, especially as a personal trainer, I'm spending so much of my energy taking care of other people. Um, I've learned that it's okay to say no to somebody to train, like to train them and just be like, nah, I gotta chill. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm gonna, hi- if it's a situation where I hire somebody to keep me accountable so I can live a healthier life. Um, so taking the time to take care of yourself, whether that's doing something you used to do when you were a little kid. I watch Dragon Ball Z almost every night now. Hmm. I'm like, yo, I need Super. the time to do it. And that helps me stay balanced to then take on the day. You know what I'm saying? So take care of yourself. Really? <clears throat> And then for my reality check, um, I'll just say to remember that every situation, no, no, let me scratch it. Mm. My reality check is this. Yeah. Your situation is not somebody else's situation. Oh, my God. So say understand that and how you go about living your life because sometimes I feel like people go through shit and they just feel the need to bring everyone else into it. You feel me? And granted, if you need to bring other people into your situation to help you, I understand. But you also have to look at it. But when you bring other people into the situation, you got to know where they're at, too, because they could be going in their own situation. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, you got yourself struggling in your situation. And now someone on the outside has to struggle with their situation and your situation on top of it. You feel me? So if you got to go seek help from other people, Licensed professionals, um, fitness trainers, if you got to blow off some steam that way, go ahead and do that because you should not be making other people miserable because you are miserable. Hmm. Miserable. <laughs> miserable. Misery breeds misery. Misery loves company. Okay. Yep. And I don't love any of y'all. <laughs> so do whatever you got to do to get yourself right, please. You feel me? And uh, yeah, don't bring other people into your situation. That's my that's my reality check. All right, let's get into our vibes of the week. So uh, we all know I'm a big Dirk fanatic. Uh, he's been killing it this year. So uh, I'm gonna play it. more. Well, my vibe of the week is off his latest album, just cause y'all waited too. And it's Watch Your Homie off the Deluxe. Trey makes beat. Hey, pull up, lamb. I'm just trying to heat the crib up with the stove lights I'm just reminiscing about my old life We was running around the streets in the cold nights Reminiscing about my old life Some nights you do be feeling like you alone, right? Reminiscing about your whole life It be feeling you gonna die Certain shit ain't going right Imagine on the hill, long way from scales Steady trying to kill, name ringing bells When you lose appeals, probably gonna tell You done popping pills, it probably give you chills he 
bleachers, shoot out the screeches, ducking polices, moving strategic. Voices, the voices, they say that I'm preaching. Went through them courses, they really ain't bleed me. Watch you, you call your homie. 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 Watch you, you call your brody. 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 What you was doing with your profit money? I said you buy a nigga chain and say you took it from me. The same bitch is trying to fuck the ones who shitted on me. Wanna see the same niggas from back then who shitted on me. Wanna see the family members who turned up and shitted on me. Wanna see them trap niggas who got money and shitted on me. Wanna see my teacher say I won't be shit now I'm shitting on me. I was too humble now I'm cocky with that different money. Mm-hmm. You was chose. You was chose. Chose the right road. Chose the right road. Watch your homie, watch your, watch your homie, oh, watch your, watch your homie, nigga, watch your homie, nigga. Vibe of the Week is by Giveon, and it's still your best. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? What's the deal? Oh, no, no. This the one you talking about that's supposed to take my place Damn, is this for real? Mm, it's almost disrespectful That's a downgrade and you know it Still your best Me Still your best Me When you wanna come back yeah. I lay you back on your back and do you just like that Miss the way that I grab uh, Your body knows me, yes Still your best, best, best I don't want your heart Baby, what's me for? I don't want you back Just wanna let you know Say my love is bad So you let me go But my love is more Just wanna let you know I don't want your heart Baby, what's me for? I don't want you back Just wanna let you know Say my love is bad, so you let me go But my love is more, just wanna let you know Still your best, I know Love it or hate it, it's unfair, I know That I got away, just confess right now Go ahead and say it, go ahead and say it Baby, it's okay That's a downgrade and you know it Still your best, oh. Still your best, oh. When you wanna come back, yeah. I lay you back on your back and do you just like that. Miss the way that I grab, yeah. Your body knows me, yes. Still your best, best. I don't want your heart, baby. Once before, I don't want you back. Just wanna let you know. Say my love is bad, so you let me go But my love is more 
just wanna let you know I don't want your heart, baby, once before I don't want you back, just wanna let you know Say my love is bad, so you let me go But my love is more, just wanna let you know My vibe of the week. I'm gonna go a little outside of hip hop. I've been listening to a little bit of Spanish music. Uh, Ozuna came out with the song mm-hmm. Del Mar, mm-hmm. and it just feels like I'm on vacation whenever I listen to it. So that's my vibe of the week. It's been helping me have an internal party with everything going on in my head.
that's my vibe of the week. Word. And then um, my vibe of the week is going to be from a local artist. We talked about him on our podcast with um, Sid and DJ Nice. So this artist goes by the name of Shy Godly, and this track is called Dangerous. Enjoy. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They say my generation dangerous. My brody used to smoke PCP, ain't no shame in us. Papa Zanny back out the top and they flame him up. Wake up with a body, I don't know why they play with us. Yeah, they say my generation dangerous. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they say my generation dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. They say we don't listen and we bad too. Way too impulsive, I catch a bit if I had to. Talk on the internet if you won't wait till I catch you. Might get the drop from a little thought, then come and snatch you when you know that's your ass. First thing in the morning, I wake up with ganja in my system. 11 o'clock, I hit the block, I got a big gun. Serving what I got if you don't wanna get it else. Where big dog, I cannot live off of no welfare. Single parent, homely, had my grandma and my father. Was selling crack, they never caught him, he was smart. I used to watch him get money as a little toddler. He always told me go to school, thought I was cool, and I got caught up in some deep shit. I ain't really know what I was getting into with that street shit I knew enough to keep a gun in case I need it Get caught out at B.I.P. fly like the G6 In case you ain't know that mean they'll send you to the sky, little nigga And make you fly, little nigga, I know It'll be the last thing they do, cause y'all gon' get them hollows Cause cops can't stop shit like Rollo, nigga I'm gon' kill them interfere if you wanna die slow with them My brody used to smoke PCP, ain't no shame in us Papa Zanny back out the chop and they flame him up Wake up with a body, I don't know why they play with us yeah. They say my generation dangerous mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. They say my generation dangerous Yeah, 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 yeah. All I know is that I don't know if I could do without you For two years I was stuck to you like there was gum on my shoe And everybody say you be bugging, I be bugging out too I just had it better, I'm probably good at stunning I knew it would have to come to an end cause we be clashing too much Yeah I love you and made it known, niggas be capping too much Splitting up before I did time, that was a tragic two months And then I had to do it, yeah you probably happiest uh, Fuck it I don't care, it's over I'ma sign the deal and cop a rover I got talent, this ain't luck, I never seen a clover Getting daddy with my guys cause they know I hate being sober Pull up, you can't see my eyes, just catch me if I'm leaning over Playing with these mixed emotions Drinking Henny blowing gas I think I'm mixing potions Going back if I get caught With this new blick I'm holding Playing the streets To stay away from calling you I'm hoping somebody Come help me focus Playing with these mixed emotions Drinking Henny blowing gas I think I'm mixing potions Going back if I get caught With this new blick I'm holding Playing the streets To stay away from calling you I'm hoping somebody Come help me focus Dangerous by Shy Godly. Make sure you give them a, um, a listen. Local Boston artists, you know, we put you on to the best. You feel me? And that is pretty much our end of the episode. You feel me? Mike, I appreciate you for coming out of here. Of course, bro. Me. That was fun. That yeah, was dope. Yeah, I was Thanks, happy y'all. we were able Thank to you. do this. It's been really dope, and I hope a lot of people are able to gain um, a lot from this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can feel free to reach us, reach out to us via our socials. You can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at The Urban Product. I'll let Mike hit you with his socials again real quick. Yep, it's at new human. So it's at new underscore human. And then if you want to try out our fitness app for free, you can just head to joinnewhuman.com. All right, facts. 
And yeah, hopefully when you sign up, you let us know how that goes. Cause yo, that two hundred pound story, that, that was just crazy. You feel me? I know you. I know you say you know, you don't put the stuff out there to show it off. But I'll be like, yo, you did that. Yeah. But then again, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> like you did that. I'm proud of yeah. you for losing that because I'm your trainer. I did yeah. that too. You feel me? Nah. Real quick. So keep, continue mm. to keep grinding with that. I know. I I just gotta ask this because I want to end on a great note. Mm. Were you able to get your mom the house? Bought my mom a house last October. Hey! Hey! Paying a mortgage and rent ain't fun, but having that house is pretty good. Yeah, I just want to, you know, put that in there and just show on a great note. I love that. I love that. With that being said, it's been your boy DME. It's been your boy Cozy Rich. It's been your boy Money. And Mike Source. Facts. (laughs) Listening to the Urban Product, we'll catch y'all next week. Love. Peace.